Welcome to the Post Sunday Post Sunday Post Sunday Podcast. Providing you with pastor commentary on the previous message and resources for further study. All for the expansion of the gospel and the edification of God's church. Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast. Sitting here with Pastor Joey and Joel Archiri. Pastor Sean is not here with us. He got your last name right. Archiri. Archiri. All right. Transition in that way. This will be the last time that Joel appears on the podcast. Well, thanks. Well, the first and last. Maybe we should. So we're trying to be, as the uh, more and more people listen, we're trying to be more and more strategic with our time. And so. Uh, the format's going to change a little bit where we want to discuss the sermon up front and then we want to move into a, an, a different segment where we give you one book recommendation a week that corresponds to the sermon that was preached on Sunday. And so that's kind of the... And you can read that book before, before the, the next, next week. Exactly. right. And that's the expectation, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mandatory. And if not, what are you doing? If you're listening what are you to this doing? podcast right now, you've just agreed to that. You've probably, you're probably at the weekend, you're going to have taken in about 12 hours on Netflix. So what, what, what are you, you doing? Do? What are you doing? You have this vendetta against Netflix, don't you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it down, take that business down one podcast at a time. Well, I guess we can get in. I mean, you know, Pastor Sean talked about this week. Um, he kind of did the prelude, if you will, to the the Lord's Prayer when you pray, and I think he kind of he set a nice tone for where the rest of the series is going to go. And and I think the 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 prayer itself is broken up into six parts, and um, and so we're going to try to break those six parts down in five weeks is the aim. And so, um, and really, the titles of the sermons are going to correspond to the different phrases that we're going to pick apart in the Lord's Prayer. And so uh, we hope that this helps to cultivate a culture in our local church of prayer. And Pastor Sean has kind of made the comment about, uh, you know, underneath God's providence and His sovereignty, He uses prayer as a means by which uh, the Great Commission is fueled and, and eternal things are accomplished for the glory and fame of Jesus Christ. And so uh, we hope that this is kind of what this series sets our mind uh, on and, and hopefully increases our affections for God and the gospel and and really hits home that as Coastal's footprint expands, uh, we are people that are utterly dependent upon the Lord. And, uh, and prayer is this tangible means that God's provided us to be and confess our dependence on Him. And so... Um, so we hope that that's the direction that this goes and in. And hopefully you, you listened to the sermon from Sunday where Pastor Sean kind of explained that prayer is more than just a few quick words before a meal or before bedtime. It, it's a lifestyle and an attitude, and he even um, gave examples of different ways we can pray, whether it's journaling or whether it's um, singing our prayers or um, meditating on Scripture. These are all ways that we can pray and engage with and engage with the Lord. Um, in fact, the question that we got this week um, is from one of those pieces that, that Sean talked about, one of those ways we can pray, which is um, praying and meditating on Scripture. Mm-hmm. And talked about a great way, a great place to start, if you're wondering where to do that, is the book of Psalms. We have a, a prayer book, a song book right in the middle of the, of the Bible. And um, the, the question is, you know, um, 
the sake of time, we don't really, you know, Sean kind of mentioned it, but doesn't didn't really go maybe up the methodology of how we do that. So just kind of an example of what it would look like to to pray through a psalm, um, and we can we can sh- we can show them what it's like to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. And some of it is, um, and this just kind of popped in my mind. But the uh, and I know we're not doing the book recommend recommendation until the second part. But just as a quick little plug, uh, a great little book on praying the scriptures is a book called Praying the Scriptures by Don Whitney. Isn't it called Praying the Scriptures? I, I believe. So. Yeah, Praying the Scriptures or Praying God's Word. Yeah. <laughs> It's super accessible and easy, and it's thin, and um, and it's it's a just a really practical help, and it's been an area for me. Um, prayer, like Bible intake, for me has always been my natural strength. Like to sit and plod through a passage of scripture, um, read through it. Um, prayer, moving from Bible intake to prayer, has always been more rigid. For me, um, and 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 so I've I've done multiple um, things to help increase my prayer life. And one of the big things that I do is I journal. I, I write just about everything that I pray. But uh, uh, a big help for me has been this discipline of praying the scriptures, and and it can be multifaceted. Like uh, praying the scriptures can come from memorizing scriptures. Memorizing scriptures can help enable you to meditate on the word so that you can pray the word continuously and, and prayer becomes less of a, as you were just saying, Joshua, let me pray before the meal, let me pray before we go to bed type thing, but man, let me have this uh, uh, continual posture of prayer throughout the day, which I think is probably what Paul means when he says pray without ceasing. It's not necessarily this formal prayer as much as it's a posture of prayer. Mm-hmm. And so scripture, uh, meditating on the scripture has been a big piece for me and a, a practical way that that's uh, played out for me is praying through different psalms. And so since the question is, can we kind of demonstrate that a little bit? Um, I uh, thought we could go through Psalm 71, just the first few verses. And I'll I'll, I'll do kind of what I do whenever I pray through a psalm. Um, but just a, as a disclaimer, uh, praying through the Scripture isn't the same as interpreting the Scripture. And so um, I'm, I'm not trying to interpret these passages and, and find out all their historical contexts. I'm not uh, dissecting the grammar of the passages. I'm not, I'm not looking at that stuff. I'm just praying the Word of God back to Him, and I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit is bringing the things to mind that need to be brought to mind because my mind is being informed by the Word. And so in Psalm 71 here, um, the first six verses, the psalmist says this. He says, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust. O Lord, from my youth, upon you I have learned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually for you. 
And so there's numerous things that come to mind when I'm praying, uh, when I'm reading that. And so when I'm when I read in you, I take refuge. Let me not be put to shame. I'm I'm thinking of Christ. I'm praying and thanking God for Christ and for covering me in the righteousness of Christ. And and because I'm I'm, I'm thinking about Christ, I'm understanding that I'm I'm clothed. I'm hidden in Christ before God, and and that's the reason I'll never be put to shame. And so. And so I'm thinking about that as I'm reading that passage of Scripture, and I'm thanking God for Jesus. I'm thanking God that um, in His righteousness, He did deliver me. He did rescue me. He did hear me. He did save me. And the, the times that I doubt that, I'm thanking Him that Jesus is the evidence that He hasn't forgotten me. Jesus is the evidence that He's He was faithful to pursue me and save me. And um, and during those times where I'm doubting that or during those times where um, there's tribulation and there's struggles and, and I'm tempted to sin or I'm tempted to rebel, I can pray this knowing that in Christ, God's my refuge. And so, Lord, um, uh, you're my rock of refuge and my emotions don't feel that right now, but help me to believe that. Help me to believe your word. Help me to see you in Christ more clearly, God. Um, Lord, thank you that uh, before I was even born, Lord, you um, uh, you knitted me. You took me from my mother's womb. You knew me in my mother's womb. Like all, all of these these things uh, come to my mind when I'm reading this passage of Scripture. Uh, rescue me from the hand of the wicked, right? God's rescued me from the hand of the wicked in multiple ways. He's rescued me from my own wicked heart because of Jesus. He's rescued me from wicked people who have persecuted me. Right? He's um, Time and time again, he's been faithful in that particular area. And so um, what I find is working through verses like this, uh, they just increase my gratitude for what God's already done for me and increases my confidence that he's going to continually provide for me. Um, and so I don't know if you guys have any comments on that. Uh, yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think also the great thing about the Psalms and praying the Psalms um, is like Sean said, there's, there is a plethora of emotions within the, within the Psalms and it, it can be, um, specific to the time that you're going through you know um like one of my favorites to pray is psalm 139 because for for me um you know wrestling with depression when i was in high school and stuff and you know everyone who's ever had depressive symptoms will always say like you feel like it comes back at times or you feel the pull um or people who are anxious um you know you feel it like there's times where you just it you feel on edge you feel keyed up and you know the heat in your life is pushing you it's hard to to believe the things of the gospel. <clears throat> so it, what I love to do is pray Psalm 139 um, um, and pray that. And, and I love like the beginning of it. It is so beautiful. It's, oh, Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, oh, Lord, you know it all together. Um, and then it goes on later to say, Essentially, where can I go from you, from your spirit? If I go to the very bottom of the ocean, you're there. If I go to the very height, you're there. And it's, it's just a beautiful picture, I think, when you're praying it to think, like in, in my feeling of isolation right now, when I feel lonely and hopeless, you're still even there with me. Um, so it's not even just physically, where am I going? It's, it's emotionally, when you feel at the 
deepest, darkest point of your day or your month or of your year, God is with you. Um, and I love, and you can just thank, like you're saying, you just, it's, it, it should breed within us thankfulness. We should then respond with, wow, God, thank you for knowing me before, like before I was even born. I mean, Psalm 139, yeah, and it says, before I was even born, you knew me. I mean, that, that always puts a smile on my face. And like you were saying, it postures my heart in thankfulness. Yeah, and I was even Psalm 73, a couple of chapters away from where I was reading from, verse 27. How does this, for behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You'll put an end to everybody who's unfaithful to you. What does that do? Man, that should drive me to pray for my lost friends and family because apart from the Lord, they're going to perish. And so now I have a text that's telling me those that are far from God are going to perish. So that should drive my passion to to pray for them diligently. And um, And so those are, you know, those are... God's word is sufficient for everything, and that includes our prayers, and that includes the, uh, and and here's the good thing, uh, our prayers will always be God honoring when we pray the scriptures right. yeah. or when they're informed yeah. by the scriptures. We don't ever have to worry about if what I'm asking for is going to be is this really even right. Yeah, is it has this is this theologically right? <laughs> is am I asking? You know, it says ask and you shall receive, and people say, man, you just need to pray for that Mercedes Benz, and God's God will give it to you. Know, I know that's like hyperbole, but people out there really treat it that way. And a part of asking you will receive is, man, we're asking according to the word of God, and um, and we can ask according to the word of God when we actually pray the word of God. All right. Segment two. Let's move on to the next portion of our podcast here. We'll talk about a book that um, we'd like to commend to you guys um, that will help you with supplementing what we're learning in our sermon series uh, on the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, so this, I mean, this is a book called The Lord's Prayer, and it's by a gentleman named Thomas Watson. And uh, it's a very accessible book. Um, it's actually, many of these types of books are, um, this is an old Puritan paperback, but they're usually a collection of some sermons or whatnot. So it's highly pastoral. It's highly practical. It's devotional. You could read, you know, you could read your Bible, then read a few pages of this, um, and you could knock it out in a few weeks if you kind of approached it that way. Not in an afternoon. <laughs> this one would take a few weeks. But it divides, it deals with the prelude, what Pastor Sean preached on this past week, and it deals with the six other uh, components of um, the Lord's Prayer. And so this is, uh, like I said, it's it's a uh, it's great. You can get it um, on heritagebooks.org. Um, the the publisher that put it out is uh, Reformation or Banner of Truth Trust is the publisher. Um, and so, and I think you can pick it up. I'm trying to look here. Twelve bucks if you go to heritagebooks.org. So great book. Uh, Thomas Watson. Just as a little bit of background, uh, he was a Puritan preacher, and he was an author during the English Revolution. And um, and he's written. Uh, he he's very heart prodding. And so uh, one of my favorite Puritan books uh, that I've ever read is a book by him called The Doctrine of Repentance, and I use it. In lots of my teachings, uh, it, I've been heavily influenced by Thomas Watson in my thinking, and um, uh, and I found him to be uh, when uh, when I first started reading Watson. You can sinfully read, and and, and you're saying, "Man, so, such 
such and such needs to hear hear or read this book and you keep on reading and eventually like man I need to hear this but like he gets so specific at times that I think the Lord uses him and his ability to interpret the word and apply the word that you can't read Thomas Watson without being changed by the Holy Spirit um, because he's so biblical and he's so pastoral and practical. And so if you're looking to really come out of this six weeks, um, and it may take some of you longer than six weeks to read this book, and that's completely fine, but if you really want to come out with a thorough, practical understanding of the Lord's Prayer, Thomas Watson, The Lord's Prayer from Banner of Truth Trust. All right, great. Hopefully that um, segment is beneficial to you. There's tons of great resources out there, and we want to be able to, to put those in your hands um, and help you be able to discern because there's also a ton of bad resources out there. Too. Absolutely. So, um, thank you guys for your time Sorry, that this afternoon. <laughs> You're done. You've zoned out. Yep. Uh, we'll be back next week. See you guys. Thanks.